What's up? Welcome back to Stickerbook, a low-effort podcast I made while I'm waiting for my various games to finish downloading. I'm your host, Phoenix. When I was younger, we had this Books Million in my area that would host this, um, I, I guess it was cosplay, but it was this um, themed party. This party was centered around Harry Potter. I think it was Chamber of Secrets, but I can't exactly remember. But this man showed up to that party when everyone is all dressed up in their Harry Potter cosplay, um, and he was there to do magic tricks. I think this was my first time seeing a magic trick, so I was, I was fucking stoked. He sat us all down um, near the side of the library, and he pulled out of his jacket a big coin, like a half dollar coin, like one of those big fat sand dollar looking coins, huge ones. Pulled it out, showed it to everybody in the party, closed his hand, and then opened it again. And the coin was fucking gone. It vanished. Now, younger me, <laughs> my answer to this wasn't magic. My answer to this wasn't sleight of hand either. It was, this man is a cyborg, and he has a fucking hole in his hand that allows him to suck up the coin with the fucking vacuum that he's concealing under his jacket. <laughs> Why'd I bring up this story? I think that there is a danger for a lot of different people. Um you especially if you're listening to this, of lacking perspective. It's something I try to um, bring up as much as I can, because it is oh so very important to living a healthy existence. Perspective. It doesn't have to be empathy. Um, it doesn't have to be sympathy. It doesn't mean you have to be kind. It doesn't mean you have to be evil. But you should know the other half of the coin. If you're going to argue something, you should know the argument against what you're arguing for. If you like something, you should know why someone else would dislike it. It's perspective. And when you lack perspective, what ends up happening is you walk forward on a straight line in a bubble, and when anyone tries to approach you on a different line, also walking forward just like you, um, maybe they're in a bubble, maybe they're not, and they try to merge um, onto your line, you end up bouncing them off with your bubble. It's all because you lack perspective. You're unable to understand why they would want to merge their line with yours and humans we're, we're, we're scared of things we don't understand so repulsion repulsionism i'll consider that to be normal consequence wouldn't you and when i talk about this stuff it feels like well i feel like it should be so common you know but i guess it's difficult to think about in the moment especially if you're mad at somebody but that's not really what i'm talking about of course the answer that anybody would give you to any type of um disagreement or argument is, well, just try to have some empathy, see it from my side of the coin. But that's, that's not really what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is your everyday life, you know? How you treat people every day. Whether that be your friends, your family, um, your co-workers, or complete fucking strangers. Are you able to understand their perspective? You can't have every little detail. I don't, I don't think anybody's asking you to have that, but are you able to see where they're coming from? Let's say you went to a grocery store a target in particular. And you decided when you got up to the register and the cashier says, hi, how are you doing? You say, go fuck yourself. For, for, for no particular reason. You may, maybe you're just having a bad fucking day. Now, of course, you know it's an asshole thing to do. You, you know it's not it's not the right thing to do. But um, what I'm trying to get at here isn't this thing of, okay, how do you think that makes the cashier feel? No, no, no. What I want to know is, do you know 
what that makes you look and sound like. Not just an asshole. I, I mean like, as a person. And I feel like lacking perspective is something that is so easy to do because this idea is difficult to convey. Even I'm having trouble conveying what I really want to get across here. Because empathy and perspective aren't really the same thing. Not, not the way I'm defining it, anyway. Like, maybe if I looked it up on a dictionary, it'd be a bit different. But that's not what I'm getting at here. What I try to emphasize more than anything else is you can go down your path in life, right? You can go down your era, walk your line, um, and sit in your bubble. Absolutely. But when others appear around you, you should be able to look at them and see if they have a fucking bubble or not. You should be able to look at them and see what line they're walking on. Does that make sense? No, like, like I said, you, you can walk your line. You can be as straightforward, as assholish, as kind as you want to be. But you have to understand what the other people around you are doing as well. Not how they feel, but their reality. The tangible things they deal with that you can see right here in front of you. You, you need to be able to acknowledge that. You need to be able to see that and understand that. And I think doing so makes you far more well-rounded. Let's say I came to you for advice. I said, I need recommendations for a car. The only things I need is I need something reliable, um, and that's that's pretty much it. Just, just make it reliable. From that, what can you really glean? Not too much. If you were someone that lacked perspective, you would probably just give me the cars that you liked. Cars that you thought were reliable, or cars that... um you read somewhere, like Toyota or Honda, you're probably just going to throw me some of those. Um, but if you're somebody that's searching for more perspective, that seeks to understand every side of this coin, you're going to ask me follow-up questions. You're not just going to leave it at that, you're right. You're going to ask me, um, okay, reliability, but like, what type of form factor car do you want exactly? Like, are you looking for a coup? Are, are you looking for a truck, a van, a Jeep? Um, I know you said you only cared about reliability, but there's so many different form factors here. Um, there has to be something else hidden that you just haven't conveyed to me. And that's what's so difficult about getting other perspectives is that it's not presented to you, is it? It always feels like you have to dig, like you have to intrude upon somebody's personal space in order to get that perspective, but it's so necessary. Oh God, it's so necessary. But maybe you're somebody that doesn't like to concern themselves with others. It's okay to be selfish. It's okay to only concern yourself with yourself, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're somebody that wants to be a healthy, functioning member of society, perspective is one of those things that you're going to need to embrace at one point or another. Having perspective helps you deal with the various turbulent times that are ahead of you. And they will be coming, those, those turbulent times. You're going to face hell. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. That's so weird to say, that you're going to face hell, but it's, it's true. Everyone does. No one has gone through their life smoothly. Unless they die early, I guess, before they actually reach those difficulties. Where are the difficulties, you ask? It could, it could be anything, right? The, the reason I left it so general is because there's so much variance that I, I can't play fortune teller for you. But what you have to anticipate is that it will happen. I'm not doing this in the sense of being a guru or um, a fortune teller. I'm telling you to prepare for the sun to come up tomorrow, to prepare for rain, basically. I, I want you to have an umbrella, or maybe plans to avoid a storm, evacuation, you know? And that's what perspective is, it's, it's, it's one of those tools, it's an umbrella. Perspective will protect your psyche, 
your psyche is what's under that umbrella. With perspective, you can see the other half of this coin. You can see the other side of this chessboard. And maybe, just maybe, it'll be a bit more difficult for the bad things to stack up against you, you know? There, there's this, um, this sentiment that I feel like we all have. And that's like, what, what really brings us down low, what really drags us under, um, are a bunch of little things, right? These, these little things, they stack up and you'll drown. They'll, they'll pile upon your fucking head and you will sink and you'll drown down there. And we think that the only way that we could possibly not drown, the, the, the way we fly, the way we soar, is with huge changes, huge things, massive limbs, massive gains. But that's not true. Just like it's the little things that drag you under, it's also the little things that let you fly, you know? And that's another thing, that's, it's a bit difficult to see it that way, isn't it? Think about like the best things that have happened to you in your life, if, if you even have that many, um, more than two at least, right? Um, they're probably big winning things. But when you think about um, the bad things that have happened to you, you, you can bring up like 10 within a week. Like just, just 10 general bad fucking things. And they're not even that big when it comes to the grand scheme of things, but there's so fucking many of them, right? There's so many of these little bad things, it sucks. But what we don't see are the little itty bitty pieces of good things that also are supposed to stack up, but like, it just doesn't register. I can't tell if that's just because I'm that type of person, but I like to think that everyone can feel the exact same way if they have the perspective for it, you know? I like to consider myself as somebody that's um, relatively happy. I'm not somebody that's down in the dumps um, too often. Like, I have my lows, I have my highs, I have my lows, but um, my lows are stoicism, or like bouts of anger. I don't really end up um, really down and out that often. And when I am down and out, oh, Jesus Christ, I eat shit, right? I'm, I'm down terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm down atrocious. Um, but those, those, those don't happen often, right? Those are the times where it's, it's not the little things that beat me down. It's, it's the big things. The big things turn me into a poor fucking slob, you know? Just just a poor sack of shit. But I, th I think everybody goes through that. No. What I, um, what I like to think is that you have these, li these little things that are good in your life. Simple things that you don't really take the time to appreciate. And I'm not saying that you're taking things for granted, like access to clean water. Like, like what's the longest time you've gone without drinking water, do you think? And then after that long period of not drinking any water at all, you, you ever just have a glass and you're like, oh my god, that was the best thing in the fucking world. Like, it tastes sweet, you know? I wonder if um, that's something that only happens to you if you've been deprived, you know? Is it really true that you're unable to appreciate these little things as they are? Like, I'll, I'll tell you what, I have this fucking, um, this fucking 34-inch um, 21x9 resolution monitor sitting in front of me right now. This thing has fantastic brightness, it has fantastic colors, and it is huge. I remember when I first bought this thing, it was it was damn near the size of my fucking mattress. And I have a queen. It's a queen-sized mattress. This is a big-ass fucking screen. <laughs> this thing is massive. And every time I, like, I sit down and I, I look at it, I'm like, I'm smiling, you know? Or, just, like, I have a fucking computer. This thing has a GTX 970 in it. This, this card is, like, 10 years old by now, right? This computer is 10 years old. It's an old ass computer, but it still runs. And not just runs, it runs games well. I'm talking like I can run games on max settings, modern games on max settings, 60 FPS, no problem. 
Now the screen, it goes up to 144Hz, but the fact that this machine is still able to chug along, <laughs> and I don't, I don't clean this thing, right? It's using an all-in-one um, cooler for the CPU, and that's the only cooling it really has. And I, I haven't changed out the fluid, I, I haven't done anything. Like I, when I was in college, I blew this thing out with um, compressed air. That was it. I haven't blown it out with compressed air since I moved out of college, right? As soon as I left the apartment in Florida, I, <laughs> dude, it's, it's, sometimes I, I look at my fucking, um, cause right now I have a, um, I have a split keyboard and it's, um, using ortholinear layout. If, if you don't know what that is, that means that, um, instead of the keys on the keyboard being staggered, um, they're actually in a grid pattern. And every time I type on this thing and I hear the fucking keycaps, it, it, it just, it just brings a smile to my face. There, there are things all around you in your life that have to be able to make you happy. I'm a materialistic person, and I'm happy to admit that, you know? And like, these materials make me happy. These things bring me joy. It is, th these little things keep me pepped up. Even on days where I, I have a shit time, like, maybe I, um, I didn't get what I want. Maybe I had a shit time at work. Maybe my, um, maybe, maybe I'm just not getting along with my fucking boss. Or maybe me and a friend had an argument. Like, it's still these little things around me. And these little things in my head that I, I, I still use to bring joy to myself, you know? Like, I get this, um, I, that has to be a bit difficult if you're not put together. If you're someone that's, like, tattered and you're in pieces, that has to be stupidly fucking difficult, right? And if it's like, if nothing around you brings you joy, then what did you buy these things for? You bought a fountain pen and a journal. The journal isn't even half full, and you don't use the fountain pen. Because the ink's not coming out, you got fucking bored of it, and so you threw that thing into the fucking trash, and now you're using a ballpoint. If even a ballpoint. Maybe you're using a fucking mechanical pencil that you had in high school. Like, why did you buy the fucking fountain pen? Why did you buy these things? Consumerism is something that I consider to be your greatest power. It is your greatest strength against the market and the general first world um, that works against you. It doesn't matter what fucking country you're in. This isn't just an American thing. This is a capitalism thing. All right? And if you live in a capitalistic country where your market is driven by supply and demand, consumerism is your power. You choose what to spend your money on. Isn't that fantastic? You don't have a government allocated um, paycheck and then like a fucking, I don't know, a stimulus package of food, of canned goods or some shit from a local charity. No, you buy the shit you want with your money. You choose to buy these things. So why did you buy that? <laughs> And listen, nobody is perfect, right? I have a few regrettable purchases. Like, um, I bought meditation balls. In college, my, um, my roommate, he actually gave me some, I don't, I don't know, some, some Chinese, some metal Chinese balls. <laughs> some, some, some steel balls, some balls of steel. He gave them to me, um, because he didn't fucking want them. And I have them. They don't, they don't feel right in the hand, you know? Yeah, they're, they're, they're not as smooth as I want them to be. And so I bought my own set of um, steel balls. I think they're called medicine balls. I can't remember. They're supposed to imp um, improve your chi and your blood flow and your circulation and shit like that. I just needed something to fidget with because I left my fidget spinner at my old job and I had left my old job, but I didn't get the fidget spinner. So <laughs> I just needed something to fidget with. And so I got my own fucking medicine balls, um, and I don't use them, right? They're they're, there's literally a layer of dust on them right now as I'm looking at them, and I can't even be fucked to pick them up. I, 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 I'm, like, I'm not special, you know? 
I have regretful fucking purchases too. But I try my best to cut down on that shit. Because <laughs> there's really no reason to be buying the shit I'd be buying, bro. I swear to God, there's not. I think the most useful purchase I've gotten that seemed like a regretful purchase at the time was this um this tube of fuck I, I don't even remember what the fuck it was called. It's it's basically um a Play-Doh-like material that turns into a type of cement after you combine it. I'm trying to think of every infomercial I know to describe what the fuck I'm talking about, but you just have to trust me on this, okay? This thing, okay. I, I don't want to say low-tech or something because that's not what it was. I don't think. All I know is it's, it's, it's this blue Play-Doh, and like, there's a bunch of um, like this this is an old house, and so there's a bunch of like, um, parts of the house like in the bathroom and shit where the fixtures are coming apart from the wall because the caulk is um, it's it's just peeling, it's just gone in some places, and so I use this shit, <laughs> and I just fucking patch it up, and it, it looks good and is new, right? Like in the shower in particular, the um. The faucet is coming off the wall, and that means that whenever I shower, water drips down into the fucking crevice in the faucet. And I don't know if that's causing water damage or some shit, I bet it is. So I just seal that shit up, and boom, what, what do you fucking know? <laughs> I, I don't know why I bought that shit. I, I think it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, I'm gonna throw this into to, um, into my fucking toolbox, and that's gonna be the end of it. Nope, I, I used up two bottles immediately, alright? I, I sealed up so much shit around my house. WD-40 as well, used up half a fucking can. Every door, every window, every fucking cabinet, all, none of them squeak anymore. Nothing squeaks in this house. Nothing squeaks. Five fucking bendrips. Nothing fucking squeaks in this house. Okay? <laughs> I think that's impressive. What was I saying? Oh yeah, stop wasting your money. Right? Consumerism is your power if you use it correctly. Um, if you don't use it correctly, consumerism is a fucking prison. You, you, you gotta stop doing that. Right? You, you are burning so much fucking money. And I'm not going to go over this again, because I made an entire fucking video on it, and if you're curious, go to the YouTube channel, okay? <laughs> I have an entire video about wealth, it goes over all of these issues, and how to fucking fix them. It, it teaches you exact step by step how to save money, just, just fucking do that. I, I'm not going to do that again, I'm not going to go over that again. Um. <laughs> yeah man, if, if you don't have enough good things to stack up, if you can't recognize those good things, it's time to start reevaluating, you know? Just just look at the things around you. Look, look at the things on your desk. Look at the phone in your hands. Do you like this phone? I don't know about you. I have a fucking OnePlus 7. It has a pop-up camera. I love this fucking phone. It's so strong, but it's not overly strong, you know? Like, unlike game consoles and um, PCs, where, like, the more power, the better. With phones, it doesn't fucking matter. What are you going to play on your phone? Nothing, it, no, nothing, that, nah, not, not, not extreme, nah. Like, Genshin Impact is probably the most extreme shit that's ever come out on phone. And if you're playing that, I would argue that you should play that on PC. And if you're playing it on a phone, then you're stupid. <laughs> okay, you're dumb. I'm sorry. You're stupid. You're brain dead. Brain rot. Retarded. Smooth brained. Whatever term, alright? Don't do that on your phone. Your phone is a communication device. Information device now, too, I guess. <laughs> Don't want to be boomer thought about it. But yeah, I, I love this fucking thing. I love this phone. Do you love your phone? I hope you like your phone. You should have a phone that you like. You shouldn't just get the phone that your cell phone um, provider gives you. Get a phone that you like. These things are like $200 a pop. Go to Amazon. Get, get yourself a little unlocked phone and pair it up with your carrier, which shouldn't be anybody else except for Google Fi. Because Google Fi is objectively the best American carrier. Every other carrier will bleed you dry. You shouldn't use them. <laughs> Sorry, I talked about that in the wealth video. I'm not doing that again. Anyway. <laughs> 
I've had um, a couple of friends recently come to me about this issue they're having with, um, actually, no, it's not a couple. It's just one. It's just one friend. Luckily. Thank God. Um, so his girlfriend cheated on him and they broke up. Yikes. Whenever anybody has any type of relationship issue, I'm, I'm usually the person that tries to keep you together. I'm not a fan of destroying relationships, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the belief that if you are to destroy something, something else has to be created in its place. You cannot just destroy for destruction's sake. It doesn't make any fucking sense, right? If you want to deconstruct something, something else needs to be constructed. Relationships are the exact same thing. But I do, I do break my rule when it comes to infidelity. That's, that's a sore spot for me. Not because I'm a victim of it, but because, um, I don't want to fucking say that. It's my podcast. It's my own personal podcast. It's my own little personal journal. Whatever. You, you, you probably already got the implication anyway. I, I am, unfortunately, a, a perpetrator of that, right? I could, I could sit here and give you all the excuses in the world, like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, she didn't tell me she had a fucking boyfriend. Like, I, I, I could do that all day long, but at the end of the day, it happened. When it shouldn't have. And so, like... In, in, in a way, when when I found out the reality that um I, I was basically being played to someone else's fiddle, it it kind of struck a chord with me, you know. It's not like I wanted to hurt anybody, but I did. Infidelity is that's that's the red line, that's the zero mark. It doesn't matter if you've been cheated on, you shouldn't go back to your partner. I know every ma marriage counselor is out here like smacking their fucking foreheads. I don't care. You shouldn't go back. This is something that I think is an ironclad rule and. I'm, I'm going to fucking perpetrate this stereotype as much as I can. People don't change, okay? People do not reform. They don't change. Not not their core. Their, their core never changed. Their core values, those do not change. They can say that they've changed, like, but the things that are able to change are superficial things. Like, let's say one year, you really didn't like Hillary, so you voted Trump. And then the next year, like, you really didn't like Trump, so you voted Biden. Like, that's something that's malleable. Of course that can check. Yeah, your political views can change. That's fine, right? But you, at your core, that does not change. And the terrible fucking thing about infidelity is that when it happens once, it is so easy for it to happen again. Like, when it happens the second time, there is no longer guilt. There is no longer questioning of if this is the right thing to do. It just fucking happens. It just goes on. That does not fucking change, right? No, no one actually slips up into someone else's bed. That doesn't happen. It's intentional. Taken from me as, as someone who perpetrated this shit. It is intentional. Every single fucking time it's intentional. I don't understand why it's so fucking difficult to be clear about this stuff with your partner. I don't want to get overly fucking emotional about this, right? It doesn't make sense to it because it's already fucking over. But even so, I really want to emphasize to you this shouldn't be fucking happening. If you know anybody it's happening to, it shouldn't be. Like I said, I I'm not someone who likes to destroy relationships. I, I think you should have something to replace any type of destruction. You should not destruct willy-nilly. But this is one of those times where you do destruct no matter what. Even if you don't have a backup plan. Even if you're not ready to get your shit back together. Even if you're relying on this person for all the fucking support in your life because you're actually a weak husk of a person. You still should blow that shit up. You know? And like, okay. Okay. Tell you what. I'm getting harsh again. This is where the perspective is important. If, if you're someone who was nodding their head that entire time I was ranting, think to yourself, what are the good reasons why you would stay in a relationship with someone who cheated? And then after that, I want you to ask yourself, under what conditions would you be willing to stay with someone even if they cheated on you? That's, that's a hard pill to swallow. 
<laughs> and that, that's a hard, that's um, that's a hard wall to face. You know, that's that's not easy. It's not difficult. I'm sorry. It is difficult. I completely fucking no. It is super fucking difficult. It is super hard. It is not easy. All right, facing that reality, facing that part of yourself, being able to see that part of yourself that's ugly. You know, because seeing it is is showing basically that there is a flaw in your gemstone. Your system has an issue. You, you thought that you were so fucking safe, but now you can see it plain as day. Oh, <laughs> this is the condition in which I would be weak. This is my kryptonite. And I, I implore you to not share that, right? There, there's a reason I haven't said what my kryptonite is. Um, like I, I'm, I'm a pretty fucking transparent guy. You can ask me a lot of different fucking things, but even I have secrets, right? Even I have things I'm unwilling to talk about. And I'm not a fan of admitting what that weakness is for me. I'm not a fan of um of giving away basically the fucking the key to my palace, the key to my mind palace, the key to my kingdom. Because once somebody has a hold over this key of yours that fits into your keyhole perfectly and they know exactly how to fucking turn the key, you are fucked. You are 100 percent in their hands. I implore you, do, do not give this key away. <laughs> Please, don't don't do it. I've always um thought about this, you know? Like, okay, let, let's say you're like you're married for like 30 years, you're married with somebody. Four fucking kids. Big ass house in the middle of Kentucky. Right? You're paying like $200 rent. Fantastic mortgage. Um, how much are you sharing with them? How much of them do they know of you? And, and I'm sorry. How much of you do they know of you? Like, and how much of them do you know of them? You know? Like, are, are couples that last that long really 100% transparent? I don't fucking think so. Like, when people say... Yeah, I talk to my partner about everything. Not everything. No, I, I don't. I don't think I believe that. I think you talk about like seventy-five percent of everything. But I can't think of a single relationship I've been in where everything has worked out all hunky dory because I've been all fucking one hundred percent transparent. That 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 really doesn't fucking work. And after the second time, I was kind of over it. No, third time. After the third time, I was kind of fucking over it. That transparency shit, it does not work. It doesn't work like that. You have to be like half transparent and half playing a game. Half transparent, half holding your tongue. That's always, that's been strange to me for, for such a long fucking time because that's not what I was grown up um, figuring, you know? I, I didn't grow up figuring this shit like that. I, I can't tell what media influenced me to think that relationships were really this pure sacred thing. Like that's what a successful relationship is, is, is this pure sacred thing of um, utter trust and love. That's not what it is. And I, that's, that's not what it is. Um, and. I, I don't know if um, I don't know if I'm just getting the wrong fucking read, or if I'm denying something. I don't know. This this might be one of those things I have to think about more. Um, because this wasn't even on the list of topic of things that I want to talk about today. But like I'm woefully unprepared to talk about the reality of relationships. I don't even think I want to make a fucking YouTube video about it. I don't even want to do a deep dive. I f I feel like, okay. So there there are certain things um where after you've experienced them, or you've become intimate with them, they, they kind of scar at you, they, they kind of chip away at you, you know? This this is um this is going to be controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's my fucking podcast, right? I do as I please. I think that um male, male or female, it doesn't matter, too much sex is a problem. Um, attaching yourself to somebody for something so intimate, when you leave them, you leave a piece of yourself behind. So the, the common saying that I usually um, tell my friends is, Sex is something that chips away at your soul, right? It's something that chips away at the soul. And um, you better believe that the person with all the chips 
in their hand that they they have some amount of control over you unless you want to lose yourself you know i i try to um no i can't even say that because i didn't actually fucking start trying to adhere to that advice to, to that that fucking saying and the morality behind it until i hit my fucking 20s i i was i was a dumb fucking kid everybody says they were a dumb fucking kid i i i was <laughs> i was i was promiscuous from a young age um and i i, I can it's just another one of those things i, I can tell you um this stuff chips away your soul. It it hurts you. You you don't become a worse person, right? I, I still I still feel like a, a whole person, a whole human being. But there, there's something about intimate sex, not 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 just a quick fuck, but intimate sex, which is basically sex with your partner. You, you know, there's two different types of sex. So there's there's sex where you're just trying to get off, and your partner's just kind of fucking dealing with it because you want to get off. They, they're like, okay, yeah, sure, you want to get off? I'll help you get off. And that's it. And there's actual sex, you know? Where it's you and your partner, and you're in this together. And, like, it's it's, it's a whole fucking messy, stressful, long-term affair. And I actually... <laughs> I'm actually quite sick of it now. Um, I, I, I can't say I'm, I'm too much of a fan um, of that type of sex anymore. As, as weird as that is to say... Um, it's not like I hate it. I, I don't even know why I said I'm not a fan. I am a fan. It's just, um... It takes such a long fucking time. Like, it's, it, it can span from like 10 minutes to 20 minutes. Where, meanwhile, I can just fucking whack a mole and I'm done in 3 minutes. At max. It doesn't take long, right? I'm clear-minded, I'm ready to fucking go, I'm energetic, and that's the end of it. But with a partner, it's, it's this whole fucking thing. A fucking 10 to 20 minute thing. So, sometimes, um... If, if, if you want to go multiple fucking rounds, it's like hours. Like three, four fucking hours. Fuck off. Right? I'm not trying to do this shit for more than ten minutes. <laughs> I'm not even trying to do this shit for ten minutes. That's, that's a lot. Uh, I don't know. It's just the time thing again. I have other shit to do with my time. Right? Sex is not the only thing I want to do with my fucking time. I have so much other shit I could be doing. Oh my god. Elden Ring came out. I'm pirating that shit. I'm sorry. I'm stealing that shit. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Alright, government, don't come after me. What I actually meant to say is that I'm acquiring Elden Ring. <laughs> you know? No, I'm, I'm not stealing it. Why, why would I steal it? You think I steal up my games? Would you download a car? Man, once again, I've, I've lost the fucking plot. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> you know, over and over again, I've been um, picking up these fucking nail clippers because it's the only fidget thing I have on my desk right now. And I don't feel like opening up the medicine balls. I don't feel like getting dust all over my fucking hands, so it is what it is. I wish I remember what the fuck I was talking about, and I don't want to pause and go back, so like, I guess we're just going to fucking move on, right? The, um, the last thing I want to talk about is something I think I've touched on a little bit already, but I really want to explore it more today, and that is um, nihilism. So in episode zero, I took the time to really... Um, no, I guess I didn't. I didn't take the time to really expand on the meaning of life. And by extension, nihilism. The feeling that there is no meaning to life. That there is no purpose. That you don't have one. And I think it would be dishonest of me to say that you do have purpose. Inherently, I'm of the belief that your life is meaningless, you know? But it is your job, as a functioning human being who is not a fucking vegetable, to create meaning. If your life does not have meaning, create it. Make it. I've, I've said this before already, I'm sure I have. But the wisest words that 
my mom has ever fucking said to me were the words, you should make your own happiness. That shit is fucking genius to someone like me. I don't, I don't know why I've never thought of that before. Yes, make your own fucking happiness. Why on earth are, are, are you sitting here waiting for destiny to put something in your lap? Why are you, why are you waiting for fate to wave a fucking flag? How, how about you identify what the fuck you want and then go after it? What, what the fuck is up with you? Like, I was, um, I, I was talking about Forza with a friend of mine. Um, not, not the friend that's listening to this. But we're, we were talking about the fucking cars in Forza. And I was talking about my, um, my plans to acquire certain cars. Because I already looked up the stat sheet. I already looked up the style of the car. I knew exactly what fucking car I wanted. And my friend, he was basically like, I'll just use whatever car lands in my lap. If your mentality for your life and your purpose in life is like my friend's mentality with the fucking cars in this video game, which I'm not a fan of, but whatever, you do you, I guess. <laughs> you waste your money upgrading a bunch of fucking cars you're not going to like, buddy, alright? Not my job. If that's your mentality for your fucking life, you need to get your shit in order, bud. Alright? Like, I, I'm, I'm serious. That, that's an issue. Your life isn't some... Okay, let me correct that. Your life can be whimsical if that is your purpose. Right? If the purpose is to be whimsical. But your life shouldn't be whimsical just because you can't think of any other fucking purpose. Whimsical isn't the default state. Whim whimsical is something that you should aspire to. As strange and as paradoxical as that sounds, I promise you, it, it, it kind of makes sense. Just, just let it sink in. I hope it makes sense. I promise it'll make sense. I hope I promise, okay? What I don't want you to do is to stress and panic about not having your purpose yet. Because I think this is where a lot of people fall into nihilism. N nihilism isn't some, okay, definition, for those of you who don't know what nihilism is. N nihilism is the belief that life doesn't have a meaning, right? That your life is meaningless. I, I feel like I've said that before, but ju just to clarify. So I feel that nihilism isn't some default state that you're already in. Nihilism is something that you fall into upon some realization that the purpose that you were originally following, um, following, it isn't, it's, it's not viable anymore. It's not the real purpose. It's a shitty purpose. And you need a new one, but you can't find it. And so, if the old one didn't work, and you can't find a new one, that means that there are no others. Right? It, it's, it's like losing your first girlfriend. Oh, I'm fucking, I'm out of a relationship. <laughs> and I can't immediately find another one within two weeks. I'm gonna be lonely forever. That feeling. Like, what's up with that? How, how'd you make that fucking jump from having something to nothing and then assuming that this nothing is infinite? That doesn't make any fucking sense, but it's what we think, it's what we believe. It shouldn't be like that, you know? You shouldn't be like that. You should be open to new opportunities, to new change. And even though you say it out loud, yes, I want change, I, I want, to be healed, I, I want newness, I want direction in my fucking life, your actions do not convey that. Your actions do not scream that you're looking for that change, that you're looking for that purpose. What your actions scream are, I'm just saying this gets you off my back. I just want you to get gone, so I can sit here and wallow in my fucking misery, my misery all alone. Please, just, just fuck off. And that's fine. It's okay to wallow for a while, but not forever, you know? Like, you, you gotta get up eventually, right? And once again, I'm not trying to fucking rush you, right? Being spontaneous, that shit does not work. It, it's like spontaneously saying, ooh, I wanna work out. <laughs> that shit's not gonna fucking last. It's a habit you have to build. It's a mentality you have to build. 
is something that will stick with you for the rest of your life. And when you have it, you will not let that shit go, I promise you. But you fall into nihilism, and I don't think you know how to crawl out yet, you know? But I think you will. But that, that, that step starts with identifying what that purpose is in your life that you do want to chase, because it's never too late for it, you know? I know some of you are under the illusion that you can't fix these things without prerequisites, right? There's other things on your checklist you need to finish first. It's not true. You're fucking lying to yourself, okay? You can do these things. You can do it. You choose not to, but at least acknowledge that you're choosing not to. Don't sit here and fucking lie and say that you can't do it. I know you fucking can, but I know it's, it's difficult to, to see those things. Like, I know some of you really do have a Fantasia. It really is difficult to imagine that purpose. I know. I get it. Right? But I still want you to fucking look for it. If you can't see it in your head, then draw it out. Do something. Write it down. No matter what it is that's disabling you from doing this, I, I still want you to find some measure of being able to. Because this thing of nihilism spirals, and it is the cause of so many fucking downfalls. So many issues that you're going to deal with throughout your life. It's caused by nihilism. This feeling that there is nothing. That there is no fucking hope. And that hopelessness is what drives you out of life, alright? That drives you to death. You will die. This is, a, this is a survival thing. Nihilism is a mentality that drives you to death. Why would you keep this shit around? Don't. You know? I don't think it's a good idea to. You know, we haven't had an episode like this in a while. I, I haven't felt... Actually, no, that's not true. I, I guess I have liked the previous episodes, but none of them have hit the vibe, you know? No, no, none of them have really stricken a chord with me. And I think that's because um, this is probably the first episode since episode one where I've, I've shared something um, deeply personal and a bit overly fucking intimate, if I'm honest. <laughs> something that I probably shouldn't be fucking saying, but I did anyway, and I'm not gonna edit it out. I'm, I'm kind of happy that I did, even if it makes me look worse, you know? I, I, I think that it's important to be honest with yourself, honest with your actions, your mistakes, and to move on from those fucking things. You don't, you don't have to sit here and be fucking proud of your mistakes, right? They're mistakes for a fucking reason. But you need to be able to look forward. You, you need to be able to still be able to smile at the end of it all, you know? I've already learned how to start smiling again. I've already moved past all that shit. <laughs> I think that's for the best. And if you're also somebody who's um who's kind of like me, who is stuck in a ditch for a bit, um, maybe you're doing some shit you were not supposed to be doing, you know it, and you feel guilty. Um, I'm not going to ask you to go looking for the people that you hurt and begging for forgiveness. That's not fucking practical. Um, I'm very, I'm very self-centered. I'd rather you focus on you. I want you to focus on what makes you feel bad. Is it just them? And if so, then work on you some more, right? Don't worry about them anymore. Are you better now? Are you going to do that shit anymore? Th those, those things that you've done, were they core to your person? Or are they things that you could actually change? Did you change them? I think you can, right? I think you can. It's, it's just gonna take time. These issues, these, these little things that'll drag you down under, they, they, they are little things that accumulate over a long period. And it's gonna take time. It's gonna take time to see the good things and the bad things. All right, in tandem, in hand in hand. But so much of this shit is intertwined with each other. I, I really want you to slow down and just take stock of that. Stop moving so fucking fast. Right? Your destination is going nowhere. Not that fucking fast, it's not. Okay? You getting there a little bit fucking sooner doesn't enrich you in any way. Your life is not gaining in quality, right? Like, to put it in gaming terms, 
What I see you doing is I see you looking for a god roll on an uncommon piece of gear. Well, I'd rather you be looking for a god roll on a legendary piece of gear, you know? So just take your fucking time, you know? I say you know a lot, right? I know, I know you guys are caught on, right? Go fuck yourselves. I like saying you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's weird. It's not even um, it's not even a verbal tick. I actually don't have any verbal ticks, but I actually take my time to explain myself and take proper pauses. All of my verbal ticks go away. I think I do this as a way to relate to people, to ease and lower tensions. Because in truth, I don't stutter. I don't say you know, and yeah, but it's a bit strange. But all the, all that shit is just to uh, it's, it's just to ease you up, you know. It's just to loosen you. <laughs> and now I feel a bit fake for saying that. I feel a bit fake for saying that I, I'm basically faking my speech impediments, but it's true. I feel like being transparent is important on my podcast, <laughs> even though nobody asked. Oh, um, my game's done. It's it's my legally acquired and 100% bought version of Elden Ring. Um, I, it's it's just Dark Souls three, but we can jump this time. So basically, they 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 made Sekiro. From Software made Sekiro, and Miyazaki was like, dude, <laughs> let's do Sekiro, but with Berserk. What? You, you, you want Dark Souls again? No, no, no. But this time it has Sekiro in it. What part of Sekiro? Jumping. <laughs> Miyazaki, I don't... I don't think anybody ever asked for do it. Alright, do it, or I'm taking this idea to Platinum. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, um, I've been Phoenix. Um, this has been Stickerbook. Thank you for listening.